Honestly, when I started this, it was, look, here's maybe a way that a high school student can make some extra income on the side instead of working at Hy-Vee or detasseling or flipping burgers. Hi, it's Tom Swartwood here with uh, Chris Snyder. We're back with our Drake Innovators podcast. Uh, and we're going to talk today to Colton Sleister, another participant in the Drake Hatchery program. Colton has a very cool business that he started while he was in high school, uh, where he is selling musical instruments and targeting upcoming high school musicians and working with a lot of the schools in the central Iowa region. Uh, I'm going to ask Colton to introduce himself here, tell us a little bit about himself, uh, give us uh, a brief intro to Slicer Brass, and then we have some questions for him about his entrepreneurial adventure. Hi, Colton. Hi. Thanks for having me. So I'm, I'm Colton Slicer, and I'm the, the co-founder of Slicer Brass, and we're the, um, the high-quality, low-cost provider of student band instruments in central Iowa. So tell us a little bit about your background. How did, what, what, how did you get started in the musical instrument business? Yeah. So I played trombone throughout high school and um, still today in college. And in 2013, I was looking for a professional model instrument. And I looked at music stores and online, and I couldn't find anything that was both, um, that was both reasonably priced and of a quality that was actually going to be an improvement over the instrument they already had. Um, and so I got the idea uh, to fill this, this shortage and uh, make some money in the process. So I bought 14 used trombones online and uh, 12 of them turned out to be fixable and salvageable. And we, I cleaned those, had them repaired, listed them on Craigslist uh, that coming fall and fifth grade students in Ankeny and some surrounding uh, metro area schools um, purchased all of them that we had for sale. And if you fast forward um, to today, uh, in 2016 we sold 89 trombones and trumpets uh, to students all over the Des Moines metro area. So you started out as a student looking for an affordable but also quality trombone. What what was the price range of your options when you started out? What was an affordable quality trombone going to cost you? Yeah. So if you look at the price of a student trombone from a music store, uh, it's, it'll be at least $1,000. Okay. Um, and that's the same for trumpet, trombone, flute, uh, clarinet. Saxophones are more expensive, and uh, percussion runs a little bit less. Um, but then... What you'll end up, what usually the music stores will do is say, here's a rent-to-own plan where you pay us uh, $20 to $40 per month um, for a, a very long period of time, and, and that ends up, you'll end up paying um, well over $1,000 for a student-level instrument. And we have that same caliber of instrument for a fraction of the price. Our average selling price of our used student instruments is a little over $300. So you're, you're 15 years old, 14 years old, something 14. like that, and like, holy mackerel, 1000 bucks for a trombone, and even at the 20 to $40 a month, it's a lot of money. Uh, but you scraped together some money and, and bought a bunch of used trombones. You bought them on Craigslist? 
Yeah, I got them from some people who had just looking for closet space. Yeah, Craigslist is one of the places that I got them from. And taught and and taught yourself how to repair and and refinish them. Yeah, initially. How did you learn how to do that? Initially, I was just cleaning the instruments, and then I could, as a player, I could look at the instrument and say, well, this tuning slide is, uh, there's something wrong with it. It doesn't work right. This slide, there's something wrong with it. And then I could take it and have a, a technician at a, a music store um, do the rest of that work on it. But then as, as time went on, I've, I've learned more, and I've actually been able to work at one of uh, a local music store and, and learn some of the basic repair techniques. Uh, so we can do our own dent work now. We can do some basic soldering. Uh, we can do some slide work. Um, so it's, you know, I started knowing, you know, basically, you know, here's how I care for my own trombone. Right. And then I, it went from there. Uh, and, and you basically learned by doing. You learned on a part-time job and figured that reasonably, that if you could bring this repair work in-house, you could make a little more money on each trumpet. But when you started, was your goal, when you bought those 14 trombones and, and fixed up 12 of them, and I guess you got a couple pieces or artwork with those other two, but that's right. not a bad return. Uh, was your goal to make money, or was your goal to just do a good deed and help other students stay in the music world? Um, honestly, when I started this, it was, look, here's maybe a way that a high school student can make some extra income on the side mm. instead of working at Hy-Vee or detasseling or flipping burgers. Uh, and and that it was, but it's definitely grown from that into something that um, today, you know, we want to be, you know, the go-to place for student instruments and we'll have better prices and high quality and, and benefit um, and, and kind of give back to the, uh, the band community, the music education uh, program through just having better equipment at better prices because uh, I've benefited tremendously from being involved in music um, in my life and uh, it, it feels good to be able to, to give back by by having high-quality instruments at the lowest price in Central Iowa. No, that's terrific. We, we've talked with a couple of uh, st your fellow Drake students, uh, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, Sam Fatala, that we talked to the first time around, really grew his business out of his passion for art and graphics and something he was good at. Uh, Sam Haycock and his buddies went out a little bit differently. They, look, they were looking for something to do and and built on one colleague's talent but really went more looking for a business and yours was a little bit of both of the financial need your love for music and you, you recognize hey there's an opportunity here i can buy these things cheap and sell them for a reasonable price and as you said it's better than bagging groceries or uh flipping burgers somewhere and then when did you realize that it was something more than that uh, I would say definitely this past year we've realized that. Uh, we did um, around $30,000 in sales in 2016, and the way things are going so far in 2017, uh, we could do uh, six figures. We could do $100,000 of revenue this year. Um, so in the past year, we've realized that this is uh, more than a hobby. It's, it's a, a very serious business, and uh, you know now we have an employee, so if, if that Maybe that makes us a, you know, a real business instead of a hobby because someone else can, uh, can come in and, and help and join our team, and we can expand that way. So you started out, you did trombones. Uh, when did you add trumpets? So I, 
uh, my brother actually played uh, trumpet in, in middle school, and he was, um, I kind of said, I had done this with trombones and it worked really well, and I said, hey, you should do this with, with trumpets. You could make some money too. And uh, he did that um, in 2014, and he wasn't really crazy about it. I guess he just didn't like something about it. You know, it, um, he kind of handed that off to me. So that's actually how we got into trumpets was um, sort of by accident, which is how a lot of things <laughs> do happen. And same thing, you, you, you learn by doing on cleaning and repair trumpets, and, and you brought as much the repair work in-house as you can, but do you still uh, ship instruments out to music technicians? Yes. And you factor that into your these very affordable prices. So you're doing trumpets and trombones. Uh, have you added other instruments? We're starting to work on clarinets now. We've overhauled our first one in the last week or two. And we showed it to a clarinet player that I know, and she said this plays fine. And that was that was great because um, we weren't really sure going from brass to woodwinds. You know what challenges would there be? Um, so it looks like we've kind of got that process. We're starting to actually figure out how to how to do that, and that's great because uh, clarinet is the it's the most popular band instrument. Okay, um, could be. A third of a, a fifth grade band is made up of clarinet players, and um, so we're so there'll be a lot of demand out there potentially for the same uh, uh, affordable instrument. And you're doing this in your garage at home or in a workshop? Our basement, yeah, in we your had basement. a basement in your but in your family home. Yeah, in our home. And uh, in cleaning these. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that process? Is it is it you and your employee? I know you work with your dad, uh, sitting there with a toothbrush and some cleaning solution by hand, or do you dip these things? Have you turned it into a more of a uh, industrial process? We've definitely streamlined the process uh, from you know doing taking one instrument and you know cleaning it in like a bathtub or a sink, um, which is what you would do if you were a player, uh, and we've we've made a, a you process. take your bath you take your trombone in the shower with you when before you started this business. <laughs> no that's that is actually how yeah it's you, you you get a bathtub and you fill it up with soapy water and then you clean it out and but you would just do the trombone you wouldn't kill two birds with one stone and get under there take a shower have your trombone take it apart no. soap up both and you maybe use, play a little bit while different, you're in the soaps, actually. Yeah, different use, soap yeah yeah you would use dish soap if you were to clean your instrument and um i, I guess you could clean yourself with that but just I, I wouldn't a recommend totally it. unrelated yeah. aside i recently contracted a bad case of poison ivy and the physician's assistant recommended dawn dishwashing detergent because it's good at removing oils so i now yes. keep a bottle of dawn dishwashing detergent in my shower which is a lot more information than anybody listening to this podcast needs but I, you might consider that for the the next colton slicer out there who's going to start the trombone cleaning they can do it in the shower be a great video from the waist up so what do you, where do you see Slicer Brass going? What do you, you want to do this summer? So this summer, uh, one, our biggest goal, I would say, is the clarinet, trying to figure out how do we overhaul a clarinet and get that process up to speed. Uh, we have a few student clarinets that we've purchased and are, are doing that on currently, and it's going, it's going really well. We're very excited. Uh, so because, because people want your clarinets. Yep. 
yeah, lots of times we'd have people come in and, and they'd be looking at a trumpet and they would say, well, his, you know, his sister plays the clarinet. Do you have, do you have student clarinets for okay, sale? I was going to ask. So yeah. and how are people finding out about your offering? In the past, we have just had uh, an ad on Craigslist and we also kind of communicate that we have these instruments available at uh, the prices and the brands and the, uh, the conditions to elementary school band directors uh, in, in central Iowa. And then they can, and then they will share that information with the, the students and, and parents that are going into their programs. But now we also have some brochures that we can distribute to the same families through the band directors. And we have a website, um, www.slicedobrass.com. Slicedobrass.com. Slicedobrass.com. And we have a Facebook page. And um, can people buy on the web or do they go there to get direction or, or information and then do they have to contact you? Yeah, people usually want to, to see the instrument and play it before okay. they purchase it. So you can, right now you can sign up and, you know, schedule a time with us to come into our showroom uh, in Ankeny and test play an instrument and see, you know, which of these three, you know, do you like the best and you can buy it right there. Um, but uh, we don't sell instruments online. Uh, we've always sold out actually just without, without any e-commerce, um, you know, exclusively online sales. So uh, we haven't needed to yet. No, that's a great, uh, a great explanation. Uh, the musicians I know have all explained to me that musical instruments vary from instrument to instrument, therefore they want to try them. So it's kind of a uh, somewhat online sales resistant model. You refer to a showroom, is that also in your home? Yeah. You, you just clean up the living room and? Uh, the dining room. The dining room? Yes, the dining room. So they come into your house and, and, and uh, you said you have a brother. Do you have other family members, other siblings just, at home? Yeah, just my one younger brother, Ryan, who was the trumpet player. And your dad? And my dad, yeah, but that's, he's not a sibling. No, good point. Thank goodness for that. Touche. Uh, Mom? Yeah. And well, what does she think about all this? I think everyone, it, you know, it's it's really taken off uh, as a business and just kind of the the idea and seeing things grow is exciting for everyone. So I think everyone likes it. Do you envision perhaps an actual storefront, maybe in uh, Old Town Ankeny or in one of the, the retail sections of Ankeny where you could keep some inventory, have a couple listening rooms at the same time? Yeah, our, uh, at some point it, we, will, we will have to have a space that's outside of our home. We're um, pretty close to outgrowing it uh, with, with the volume that we do. Um, but we'd like to keep everything we do is the goal is to have our, our quality be as high as possible and our um, our prices be as low as possible. And so to do that, we have to keep our costs down and um, really having a, a showroom that you'll, uh, you know, a really nice showroom and lots of retail space and full-time employees that are there for 12 months of the year is um, expensive for 10 months of the year. And um, I, I guess it's useful for one or two, but we'd, we want to have it be as lean as possible so that we can give as much value to our customers as we can. Understood. Uh, have you considered perhaps a mobile approach or a pop-up type approach? Yeah, we've uh, thought about having, taking like a school bus and tearing out the inside and, uh, and then putting, you know, having, turning that into a mobile showroom and then you could drive that up to a school and say, you know, this night you can come and, you know, for these four or five hours we'll be here and you can buy an instrument from us. Um, actually got that idea from uh, Warby Parker. Uh, Neil Blumenthal gave a talk at Entrefest and he, um, I, I think that there's 
a lot of similarities between wh what Warby Parker has done with eyeglasses and what we're doing with uh, musical instruments. And we thought, hey, look, they, they took a school bus around uh, the country and sold glasses out of it. And we thought we could do the same thing because you don't, you know, a school bus is very, uh, it's a much lower cost thing than a brick and mortar store. And it can still potentially do the same job. I think that's a good idea. I think it's certainly worth pursuing. Uh, what has been your biggest challenge so far? I think uh, the biggest challenge for the business has been uh, just our, our capital base. We've, you know, we don't we don't have any you know, outside investors or uh, it's all all our money. You know, this started with two thousand dollars I had made from detasseling uh, for two summers in high school. And so we've, you know, every year what we do is we take all of the money that that we have or that I had and I use it to buy instruments and get them uh, ready for sale and then the fall we sell all of those and then you repeat lather rinse repeat and that's um, that's that's what we've done and so we're definitely our growth is capital constrained I, th I would say is our biggest challenge but that's also not necessarily a bad thing because we're not going to grow too fast and uh, do things that we really shouldn't be doing uh, and and we we learn and get better every year so having some level of uh, kind of, of of metered growth is there's something to be said for that as well. And and you intend to complete your studies at Drake, get your degree. Mm -hmm. What are you studying at Drake? Chemistry. Chemistry. <laughs> that's great because that really ties in yeah. perfectly to trombones and trumpets. Right. I get it entirely. Good for you, both sides of your brain. Um, do you see Slicer Brass as a potential full-time gig for yourself? It could be. Okay. The, most of the selling of student instruments happens in the month of September. So, you know, would it be a year-round full-time thing? Maybe, maybe not. Um, I'm excited to find out, but uh, it, it'll hopefully whatever uh, ends up happening, it'll uh, it'll we'll, we'll be able to keep keep providing the value that we've. We've already been providing. Is, is it one of your goals, I hope, that you'll actually be able to pay yourself? Because as you said, you put some money in, hard, some of the hardest earned money you can do in Iowa, <laughs> detasseling corn. I've never done it. Not sorry to have missed that. Uh, but with relatively small amount of money, and we're seeing a couple ventures here that get started for less than 2,500 bucks. You started yours with a couple thousand dollars. Uh, sell $30,000 of instruments, 60-some thousand dollars of instruments potentially, maybe $100,000 of instruments this year. Uh, yes, you can plow all the money back in because your overhead is low. You're a student. Mm -hmm. You, you kind of hunkered down during the school year. But is it your goal to start paying yourself or to take some of that money and do something else with it? Yeah, at some point it would be great to be able to say I'm, uh, you know, here's my, I'm the owner of Slicer Brass and I actually I get a salary for <laughs> for doing what I do. Um, and uh, But current yes. plans are you're going to plow the money back into the business. So if you sell $100,000 of instruments this year, you're going to put everything you make back into Slicer Brass with the goal to sell $200,000 next year? Yes. I'm just throwing that number out. I'm not asking for that. Okay. Uh, so right now you're happy with it as a sustainable business without paying yourself. Well, let's wrap up, if you would. It's uh, an exciting opportunity for you. Uh, uh, it's great that you've been able to combine a, a passion, some service, and a uh, money-making venture. What, what little advice or what inspiration can you offer to other student innovators around the Drake community and beyond? Say, I mean, we started with with two thousand dollars and uh, you know an, an idea that was 
radically different than um, what our business idea is today. So, I mean, if you have some idea like, hey, I can do this and maybe make money, do it and uh, see where it takes you. Well, that's great. Colton, I appreciate it. Thanks for sharing your time. Good luck with uh, Slice the Brass. We'll come back and visit you uh, later in the year, maybe after your busy season, and see how it went. So um, keep in touch. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yep.